Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So we all know the Democrats you know, want to destroy the country quickly, not slowly like some of these sellout swamp Republicans. They just want to manage the climate. The Democrats actually want a rapid destruction of the United States, like lickety split like that. So what if we had the battle plan? What if we did? What if we got a hold of their their rules for doing it? Amazing, amazing article in my newsletter today I'm going to go through on the show by Victor Davis Hanson laying out their rules for decimating and wiping out the country. Why would I do that? Why would I put you in a bad mood on Monday? I'm not. I'm not trying to do that. Because once we know what they're up to and how they want to do it, that gives us a path to fight back. Don't miss today's show. Today's show brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. Keep your data and your online activity free from prying eyeballs. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this fine Monday. I've got that, and I've got examples everywhere of how we can expose and fight back against this nonsense. This article by Victor Davis Hanson is definitely worth your time. As I said, today's show brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that. Private. Well, what changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched, or tweeted. Now imagine all that data being crawled through, collected, aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But in an era where everyone's online, everyone is a public figure. To keep my data private, when I go online, I turn to ExpressVPN. Do you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part, they don't have to, uh, to tell you who they're selling it to or even get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters, harvesters use that IP address to identify you and your location. With ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted to an encrypted server and my IP address is masked. Every time I turn on ExpressVPN, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. It makes it very difficult for third parties to identify me, harvest the data. The best part is easy to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop, or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. So if you believe your data is your business and that you need to secure it, then secure it with the number one rated VPN on the market, the one I trust, expressvpn.com slash Bongino to get it and get three extra months for free. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Don't wait. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino today to learn more. All right, Joe, let's go. So we all know it. We, I, I mean, it's obvious. They just, we, we've, we've moved past, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is some kind of a political fight nonsense. It's not. This is a fight for the future of America. We all know that. But rarely do I see an article that's so capably and, and, and succinctly lays out how the Democrats plan to absolutely burn this country to the ground in this piece by Victor Davis Hanson at Fox News. Amazing. Amazing. The great VDH. Victor Davis Hanson. Headline. The 10 radical new rules that are changing America. Americans privately fear these rules while publicly appearing to accept them. We're going to go through these rules one by one. And the reason I thought of this is, you know, I was on Jesse Waters' show on Friday. I appreciate, on Saturday, excuse me. I appreciate all of you watching. We had really great numbers. Thank you very much. But I laid out in the beginning my three-step plan, which some of you had heard on the podcast, to fight back. We're never going to learn how to fight back, uh, you know, uh, via countermeasures if we don't know what the measures are in the first place to counter. They have steps to the left to destroy and decimate this country, pressuring corporations, 
stacking elections, empowering the executive and the bureaucracy, stacking the Senate, stacking the Supreme Court, all of it. So let's go to Victor Davis Hanson's leftist rule number one to rapidly set a, set a forest fire to the United States of America as we know it. Rule number one, money. It's a construct, folks. No worries. It can be created from thin air. Annual deficits and aggregate national debt no longer matter much. Folks, if you are going to decimate and destroy a country, let me ask you this. What better way to do it than make its unit of measurement for value, its money system, what better way to do it than to destroy that and destroy the value behind it? So leftist rule number one, if you're going to take out the country and burn it to the ground, you damn well better burn the value of the money first. <laughs> We're seeing that right now. I ran into a lady this weekend. Listens to my show. I was in a, I was in a local store. She was a former police officer. She said to me, you know what worries me most? The destruction of the monetary, uh, the whole monetary system in the United States and inflation. I said, bingo, you're right. She said, what should we do? I said, I don't have any easy answers. Buy real estate, Bitcoin, gold. There's no easy answer to this. But if you were going to destroy a country and destroy its money system, how would you do it? Well, the first way I would do it, if I was this evil and pernicious like some of the Democrats, is I would invent a theory Dreaded air quotes here, folks, a theory that said, don't worry, money's pretty much worthless. If we just print it and keep printing it, we don't have to worry about taxes or anything like that. We can keep printing money and we call it something fancy uh, like this Vox headline. We would call it modern monetary theory. <laughs> and don't worry, Vox explains it. That's <laughs> Joe, that's literally the title of the piece. Modern Monetary Theory Explained by Vox with a V, not Fox with an F. Vox, left-leaning Vox. This is a very, this is the subtitle, a very detailed walkthrough of the big new left economic idea. This is the big idea. Get ready for it, folks. This is a huge idea. Genius, bold. And why genius, bold? I mean, stupid and not well thought out. Their genius idea is this. Don't worry. We can just print money. We don't actually need to earn anything. Yes. Who would have thought of that? In the private sector, we call that counterfeiting. The government calls it modern monetary theory. Here's Vox, quote. Modern monetary theory is having a, mo a moment, what? Like a, like, a, like a bowel movement moment? Like what kind of moment exactly are they having? It says, the theory in brief <laughs> argues that countries that issue their own currencies can never, quote, run out of money the way people or businesses can. No, Sherlock. But what was once an obscure heterodox branch of economics has now become a major topic of debate amongst Democrats and economists with astonishing speed. <laughs> this, is, this is the intellectual branch of the modern left. I'm not kidding. The intellectual branch of the modern left is like, we figured it out, folks. We figured out a solution to our debt and economic problems. We don't actually have to make stuff, medicines, food, any of that stuff. Don't worry, we could just print money and buy it all. And the leftists are like, what a great idea. Oh my gosh, what took us so long to think of this genius idea. Now, unlike the dunces on the left, VDH, Victor Davis Hansen, who to save time will be referred to as VDH throughout, the, throughout this episode now. VDH is actually really smart. And he's like, you know, if we were going to destroy America, what would rule number one be? It would be to debase and destroy the currency. And yes, let's give it a fancy name. Now, 
because my audience is quite smart and I actually respect my audience, unlike Vox, which thinks their audience are idiots. Hey, we got a great idea. Let's just print a bunch of money. That way we never run out. Oh, man, why did we think of this? My audience, which is actually smart, unlike the Vox audience, is like, uh, if we print a whole lot of money and we don't make a whole lot of stuff, you know, because it's stuff that makes us prosperous, right? Not money behind it. Any idiot can print money, right? It's actual stuff. Again, medicines, food, cars, homes. That what's what makes us wealthy in the United States. I'm not talking about emotional wealth or well-being. I'm talking about actual wealth. What makes the United States wealthy is we have a lot of stuff because we make stuff. So the smart ones in the audience are like, if we print a lot of money, but we don't make a lot of stuff, wouldn't that be a lot more money chasing a lot less stuff, which would mean the less stuff would cost a lot of money? Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, that might really happen. That sounds like inflation. (laughs) As if on cue, Wall Street Journal today. Inflation arrives. Is it transitory? Producer prices rise in 1% in March alone, by the way, as supply side constraints bite. Let me translate that for the liberals who watch my show who have a difficult time processing information. Supply side constraints is fancy Wall Street Journal speak for we're not making a lot of stuff as we're printing a lot of money to go chase less stuff. So, well, what happens when you believe in fancy pants ideas like don't worry about actually making stuff. Let's just print more money. You get inflation. Here's a Wall Street Journal today. Again, as if on cue. Quote, congratulations to those who want higher inflation. You got it. The U.S. on on Friday reported a rise of 1% producer prices for March, double the consensus prediction of economists. Prices are up 4.2% in the last year, with goods prices up 7%. Rule number one, you want to destroy a country. What's the quickest way to do it? Just print a whole bunch of money and give it a fancy theory name. And don't worry, when inflation goes through the roof, just blame the Republicans for it. By the way, one of the geniuses of the Democrats' theory, let's just print a whole bunch of money, is you don't have to fight for tax hikes much anymore because you could just print a lot of money. You don't have to tax it, right? John Maynard Keynes already (laughs) predicted it. The leftist scion, the god, small g god of the left on economics, John Maynard Keynes, eponymous founder of Keynesian economics said what? Hey, who the hell needs to tax people? If you want to spend 25% of everything people make, you could tax them at 25% or you could just print a whole bunch of money and spend it anyway. The math is simple. You have a hundred dollars in the economy. You can tax $25 out of it, spend it. That's 25%. Or you could just print $33, which would mean it was $133. And then you spend 33 of that dollar and you have you spend a quarter of it anyway. The math is pretty simple. Step one, destroy the money, the currency, the country goes down with it. Let's go to rule number two. If you were going to destroy the United States, how would you do it? You would say, don't worry about laws. They're not necessarily binding. Laws, schmaws. Laws only apply to the little people. And by the little people, I mean you stupid conservatives out there. Fox News, VDH, rule number two. Laws are not necessarily binding anymore. 
Joe Biden took an oath to, quote, take care that the laws be faithfully executed. <laughs> That's a joke. You think he really believed that? But he has willfully rendered federal immigration laws null and void. Some rioters are prosecuted for violating federal laws. Others, not so much. Arrests, prosecutions, and trials are all fluid. Ideology governs when a law is still considered a law. Damn, that's not really happening. Come on. Laws are still binding. They are? It's weird because if you found yourself anywhere near the January 6th rally in Washington, D.C., you'll probably find yourself on one of these FBI photo profiles they put out on social media every day. But I've yet to see them do that for a lot of these rioters that actually burned down Washington, D.C. That's kind of strange, right? Some laws apply to some people, but other laws don't apply to other people. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Some of you will get the reference there. Let me show you this quick video from our good friend, uh, Andy No. Actually, I don't know Andy No, but I think he does good work. Andy No, who covers Antifa. Here's Antifa in Portland this weekend trying to burn a courthouse down. This is just uh, quite bizarre because there were actual law enforcement officers inside. Check this out. Um, here we go. Yeah, there, there were actual law enforcement officers and people inside. They're trying to set fire to the building. Now, why this isn't on the front page of every single news outlet around America is an insurrection in Portland? Well, you know the answer because the media are far leftist lunatic goons um, who really want to expedite the destruction of America as soon as possible. But these laws don't seem to be binding to the Portland Antifa terrorists. They tried to burn a building down with people inside. That's not a good idea. Please don't do that. So again, VDH rule number two, laws, they're not binding. Laws only, we're, gonna, we're only going to use laws to attack our political enemies, which doesn't make them laws. It makes them edicts. All right, so what? A bunch of Antifa terrorists tried to burn down a building with people in it in Portland, and the media is ignoring the story because they're leftist hacks. That's not evidence, Dan, that rule number two, that the left is trying to ignore laws and making them all subjective. Well, let me give you an older example, one I've used before. Joe might remember this one. What have I always said, right? A common evergreen theme of my show is when you're dealing with liberal hack goofball goons, right? They change the rules based on licking their fingers, seeing where the winds are blowing, because the whole idea of liberalism is to not have any objective standards and laws. I don't want to get too overly complicated. The bottom line is this. Anything that provides black and white rules for morality, liberals hate because they know it gets in the way of their all powerful government, which needs to change the rules daily to target their political enemies. Does that make sense? Oh. Gee, Joe, you've heard this before, yeah. so you're a bad ombudsman on this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, my apologies. You're a great ombudsman. You've heard. Gee, does that make sense? If you are a liberal socialist, you have to change the laws daily to target your political enemies, which makes them not laws. It makes them anti-laws because they only apply to certain people. So liberals hate anything that's objective. God, family values, morale. They hate it. The church. They don't like any of that. They change their mind based on Lick the finger. I used to do that in the outfield when I played left field. You know, you throw grass in the air to see where the wind's blowing so you know where to run for the fly balls, right? I want to pull an older example Joe may remember. Here is the Center for American Progress, a noted far-left radical think tank. Remember how upset they were years ago when Arizona passed Senate Bill 1070? What was Senate Bill 1070? Pretty simple law. 
basically said if you're in the state of Arizona illegally and there's reasonable suspicion to believe it, that police officers could ask you to prove you were, in fact, a resident of the United States if they had stopped you for something. Wasn't anything really controversial about it. The left went wild. They went wild. Arizona, remember their take? Joe, do you remember this one? We yes, covered this when I was still uh, in yeah. my old studio in the old house. This was a this one went nuclear on our show because people were furious about it. Long ago. You're mm-hmm. Very long ago. They said, Arizona, it's not their business enforcing federal immigration laws. Here's the Center for American Progress. The top five reasons why Senate Bill 1070 damages America. Notice how they frame this stuff, by the way. Everything's focus group tested talking points. Arizona's anti-immigrant law does more harm than good. It was The law had nothing to do with being anti-immigrant at all. It had everything to do with anti-law breaking. And the left's point, showing you again that laws for them are totally subjective, there aren't binding, was it's not Arizona's business. Immigration law is a federal thing, you morons. Come on, wake up. And of course, liberal dunce, look at it, VDH on the TV right now. Nice, perfect timing. Look at this, check it out, perfect timing. Can't see the screen. Maybe we should get a two-shot in here. So liberals were like, don't worry. All, it's, it's federal. Immigration's federal. Arizona should stay out of it. Which is bizarre, because when Donald Trump got elected and took on federal immigration law, I mean, liberals argued it was federal, we saw this. Here's the Sacramento Bee. Five more times, California fought Trump on immigration. <laughs> and, and what happened? So just, just to be clear, when Arizona enforces the law in Arizona on immigration, it is definitely a federal responsibility. But when Donald Trump, who was a federal official, he was the president. I know Libs, you know, information processing is not really your thing. But when Donald Trump does something at the federal level, their argument is, no, no, California's in charge. Immigration's a state issue. It's a state issue. You just said the opposite a few years ago. Showing what? That VDH rule number two is, in fact, accurate. Laws don't mean a damn thing to liberals. They'll change their mind in a heartbeat to target their political enemies. Give me a break. You take these people seriously? Come on. All right, let me get to my uh, my second sponsor today. I need a little boost this morning. My friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. Hey, life's about habits. This year, we've been more focused than ever on our health, right? But what happens after we get through all this? How do you plan to ensure your body's immune system is primed and ready for the fight, winter and beyond? I'll tell you what I take. Here's Field of Greens. This is their new one. I love this stuff. Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. I just got this in the mail. This one's not open. I usually show my other one, my wild berry flavor. This one is brand new. It's actually still cold because I keep it in my fridge. I don't think you don't have to refrigerate it, but I keep it in there anyway. This is loaded field of greens with antioxidants. It's packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, green tea, ginger, turmeric, beets. What else is on the back? You got raspberry powder. You got blueberry powder. Organic tart cherry powder. This powerful combination not only supports heart health, it can support a healthy immune system, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. I love it. I take it twice a day. Paul is a huge fan. Sometimes I put it in some green tea. It has prebiotics, probiotics. It's good for the family, the athletes in your family, children in your family. Just put a, uh, one scoop in a glass of water. He said, I put it in juice sometime and stir it and you're done. Don't mess around. Look at the back of that. It says nutrition facts, not supplement facts. Why? Because it's not some cheap knockoff with extract. 
This is actual ground up healthy fruits and vegetables right here. How do you get it? Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan today. Don't wait. You're going to love this stuff. Get 15% off your first order with the promo code Dan at checkout. It's available in multiple flavors. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. And while you're there, check out Foundation. Some of you want to know how at the ripe old age of 46, I'm still crushing it downstairs. It's because of Foundation too. That's good stuff. I love it. Check it out. That was uh, one of the original products. All right, getting back to my uh, story here about this VDH article. So again, if we had rules to destroy the country, how would we do it? Destroy the money, make sure laws are subjective, that liberals only enforce the law against conservatives, but when liberals break the law, don't worry, just change the story and say the law doesn't matter. Here's another way I would do it. I would make everything all the time about superficial qualities such as race. The melanin content of your skin is everything. Martin Luther King, judging people by their character, all of that be damned. We're not doing that anymore. We are now back to judging people exclusively by the melanin component of their skin. It's everything. It's not a little thing. It's everything all the time. VDH rule number three, racialism is now acceptable. We're defined first by our ethnicity or religion and only secondarily, if at all, by an American commonality. The explicit exclusion of whites from college dorms, safe spaces, and federal aid programs is now non-controversial. It's unspoken payback for perceived past sins or a type of, quote, good racism. Falsely being called a racist makes one more guilty than falsely calling someone else a racist. You don't think this is happening? You think this is an exaggeration on VDH's behalf? That race is now everything in America in a society that shed hundreds of thousands of lives in the Civil War. The struggle in the civil rights era to combat the evils of Jim Crow and segregation. The struggles, the bloodshed, the lives ruined to make sure we were moving towards a more colorblind society. All of that is now gone. Throw it in the garbage and it's all because of the racist. Yes, racist. Say it again. Say it with me, folks, three times. The racist, racist, racist left. It is racist to judge people by their race. That's the definition of racism. The left believes they are the good racists. There are no good racists. Again, you think VDH is making this up, that the left are hardcore racists? Look at this article by National Review. This only took me an hour to put this show together. It wasn't even hard. Maybe a little more. National Review. All these articles will be in my newsletter today. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you want to read them and show them to your friends. Demands for segregated housing at Williams College are not news. Why was it not news? Because this is pretty common now at the left. Segregated black-only dorms judging people again by their race. Now, folks, you know, I know sometimes on the show I can be sarcastic. I don't know if it drives some of you crazy or not. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. I just, it's just me and I just do what feels natural on the show. And sometimes sarcasm is a way for me getting past the pain of living through this era right now where we're watching our country slowly but surely dissolve. 
But I am absolutely confident. Not much, but I'm confident of this. Segregation is a really, really bad idea. Again, I don't, there are very few absolutes in life. You know, Descartes went through this whole philosophical musing about what he actually knew and came down to, I think, therefore I am, right? All he absolutely knew. I absolutely know this. Segregation on race is a really, really bad idea. So why are we going back to it? Because the left finds power in segregation. Power to destroy their political enemies. Again, I hate to say this, but it has nothing to do with them. For with, 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 They're using race as a way to destroy the country. They find power in taking out their political opponents, either black or white. They will accuse someone black of being a white supremacist in a heartbeat. Right. Is that logical? Of course not. They're leftists. But there's power in it because they can destroy people. And segregation and the evils of segregation are their vehicle back to power. Now, showing you again how the left embraces stupidity and ignorance and racialism, as VDH calls it, is first with them. Hardcore racism is first for them. That's primary. They have to be racist. They're back. Segregation is back. Judging people by the color of their skin is back. That's what white privilege is. Judging people for the lack of melanin in their skin, right? Not judging them by who they are. Just call them because they're white. They're automatically worse people than people who aren't white. That's what white privilege is. It's inherently racist. But these are not smart people. Now, we can prove this. I saw this article last week. I was going to run it, but we had a loaded news week. It'll be in the newsletter again today. And believe me, it's worth your time along with this VDH article. Manhattan Institute, the social construction of racism in the United States. I have it listed in the newsletter as the Manhattan, uh, Manhattan Institute study we referenced in the show. Please read it. It's by Eric Kaufman. It's an interesting title. But the gist of the article is this. Liberals don't actually know anything. They really don't know anything. They are so obsessed with race all the time and being racist all the time, obsessed with segregation, judging people by the color of their skin. They're hardcore. They're not soft racist. They're hardcore racist. That their racism gets in the way of them actually knowing stuff. Here are the key findings from this Manhattan Institute report showing you how dumb many liberals are. First, this report is about ideology, not education. I'll get to that in a second. Here's the first finding. Eight in 10 African-American survey respondents believe that young black men are more likely to be shot to death by the police than to die in a traffic accident. Accident. One in 10 disagrees. Among a highly educated sample of liberal whites, more than six in 10 agree. Well, is that true? Of course not. Quote, in reality, considerably more young African-American men die in car accidents than are shot to death by police. You don't know anything if you believe that. Here's number two, showing you again, liberals are racist, but this really isn't about race. It's about power. They just use racism to get the power. It says, quote, ideology, not education, influences the extent to which people are incorrect on police shootings and traffic accidents. Oh, what does that mean? Here, listen to this. Bingo. Black Trump voters are almost 30 points more likely to get the question right than black Biden voters. Conservative whites are almost 50 points more likely to get it right than liberal whites. Showing you again with the left. Racism first. 
facts, knowledge, all of that second. It doesn't matter that they're lying to you. When you ask liberals questions that are easily verifiable by data sets, numbers, facts, are more black men killed by police or killed in traffic accidents? Liberals, regardless of their race, overwhelmingly get the question wrong. It's a verifiable fact. You understand that, Libs, listening. That far more black men are killed in traffic accidents than by police. Far more. It's not even close. But liberals get the question wrong because they're not smart. Because they're racist. It's like the old Jim Crow racists. They never took the time to actually learn about and meet and introduce themselves to black men. So they deemed them second-class citizens and put them in colored sections of the restaurants because they never took the time to know them and say, hey, this is pretty evil. Do you understand that's what racist liberals do now? They judge people by the color of their skin. They don't know anything about these other people. They know nothing about them, conservatives, and they make judgments based on false data because they don't know anything because they're clouded by racism. Read the report. It's about as damning a report as you're ever going to see. And it goes back to the point I've made repeatedly. How do you wake up every morning as a liberal knowing everything you know about the world is fake? Are you proud of being stupid? It's a serious question. You look yourselves in the mirror in the morning and you're proud of not knowing anything? Again, I'm not talking about all Democrats. There are some who are getting sick of this too. Unfortunately, very few. But to the radical leftists out there, the racists, the hardcore liberal racists, because that's what you are, are you proud of being stupid? You don't know anything. What you know is totally wrong, verifiably false. And you're like, yeah, sounds good to me. It's idiocy. Easily verifiable idiocy. Here's rule number four. Again, VDH's rules for destroying America. Again, destroy the money, make the laws subjective, racism first for liberals. Here's rule number four. Make immigrants preferable to citizens. So so citizens who actually work in the country right now are here legally. By the way, that's immigrant citizens who've come here and become citizens and natural born citizens, right? Their rights are subjected to rights of people in the country illegally. That can't possibly be. No, VDH, quote, the immigrant is mostly preferable to the citizen. The newcomer, unlike the host, is not stained by the sins of America's founding and history. Oh, oh, yes. That's what's behind this whole thing. You American citizens, you losers, stained by this horrible, awful country. We need to be more like the people who came here illegally in violation of our laws. He says most citizens currently must follow quarantine rules and social distancing, stay out of school and obey all laws. <laughs> Not if you're an illegal immigrant in the country. Dan, clearly you're exaggerating the gravity of the problem. Am I? Because we always produce the documentation, the articles, and the facts to actually back it up. It's the whole purpose to the show. Here's an article we highlighted last week, but it'll make a reappearance on today's show, showing you again, 
illegal immigrants are given preference to actual citizens because you're all evil white patriarchal supporters and you all need to go down in a steaming pile of horse manure. Washington Examiner. The TSA is allowing illegal migrants to fly without proper documents. If you're an actual working citizen of the United States, it's been forced to get felt up by the TSA and do the whole shoe ID thing. Take your shoes off, sniff your armpits, grab. Yeah, exactly. Grab your head scratch. That was a scratch somewhere. I'm not sure that was actually a head scratcher there, but it's a family friendly show. So we'll keep it family friendly. You've had your stuff grabbed and manipulated or whatever. Shame on you. Could have flown as an illegal immigrant. As I said, you, you're probably going to get a separate line soon. You have the regular check-in, pre-check, and then the illegal immigrant line. Where don't worry, you're A-OK. You don't even need ID. It's weird. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> There'll be a terrorist line soon, too. Here's another one. Again, if you were going to make citizens subordinate to illegal immigrants in the country. Fox Business Story. This one doesn't infuriate you. I don't know what will. New York creates a $2 billion fund to provide illegal immigrants with COVID relief. Fund to offer one-time payments of up to $15,600. Holy smokes. $15,600. I bet a lot of you listening or watching this show are like, how do I get my mitts on that dough? So if you're in the country illegally, you get a check paid for by other American citizens actually here legally. You can get a check for $15,600. That's incredible. Why do we need this whole minimum wage uh, 15 fight for 50? You can throw that out the window. Let's just give everybody a check for $15,000 if that's the case. You walk in the country illegally, pledge no allegiance to our laws. Pledge no allegiance to our constitutional republic. And you get to fly with no ID. Get a nice, fat, juicy $15,600 check. Sounds fair. If you're a moron. Here's another one proving VDH's point about immigrants being preferable to citizens. Saw this story last week, too. Fox News, Peter Hassan, Jordan Early. San Diego public school teachers to give migrant kids in-person instruction before their own students. Students in San Diego are currently learning in an online-only format. Folks, I can't think again of a quicker way to destroy from the inside out, like the forest fire it is, liberalism, to destroy this country, to debase the money, debase the laws, prioritize racism first, which is what liberals do, and then make immigrants preferable to citizens. Oh, I got more. What do we got? So I got more from VDH's article. Let me get to my third sponsor here so I can take an emotional break. It's a very upsetting show today, but a necessary one. Hey, just like I'm taking on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, Patriot Mobile's taking on the mobile provider Swamp. They have some terrific news to share. Patriot Mobile just expanded their coverage. Makes it easier to dump the big name carriers. They charge way too much and they donate the money to leftists. You don't need them. I am proud and have been proud to partner with Patriot Mobile because they never sent a penny to the left and they're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. 
Plus, you can switch with confidence because they use the same network as the larger providers, but charge much less. Switching is easy. It's easy. Creep your phone number, bring your own phone, or buy a new one. Build your own bundle with multi-line discounts and save even more. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders, you save even more. This month, get free Premier Activation where they set up the phone for you and get a special gift with the offer code DAN, my first name. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan, PatriotMobile.com slash Dan, or call 972-PATRIOT today. Again, PatriotMobile.com slash Dan, or call 972-PATRIOT. Okay. Well, what else would we do if we wanted to rapidly burn down America from the inside out? Well, you'd treat Americans like idiots. That's how I'd do it, right? Infantilize them. Talk to them like they're morons and dopes and dunces all the time. Treat minorities as if they're idiots who can't figure out how to vote. Here's VDH's rule number five on the left. Most Americans should be treated as we should, as we should treat little children. They cannot be asked to provide an ID to vote. Quote, noble lies by our elites about COVID-19 rules are necessary to protect us, quote, Neanderthals from ourselves. Treating America like idiots is a hallmark of the left. Now, I'm going to play a quick video, Hat Tip Ami Horowitz. This video is from three or four years ago. It's not new, but it's been making its rounds again on social media because of the Georgia election integrity law that just passed. This is an older video, but it's apropos for this. And it actually covers two of Victor Davis Hansen's rules, right? Again, leftists want to destroy the United States. Rule number three, first, you have to be a racist to do it and treat people, uh, people differently based on the race. And rule number five, you have to treat uh, minorities like morons and idiots. That's what leftists do, right? I have not seen a video that sums it up better than, again, this is three or four years old, but it's appropriate again now. Here's Ami Horowitz, hat tip to him. Here is him interviewing on the street, clearly liberal kids asking them about why black people can't seem to figure out voter ID laws, which sounds kind of racist to me. But listen to the liberals say it themselves. Check this out. Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're usually pretty racist. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Would you go as far as to say they're, they're, those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African-American vote? Definitely. Uh, because they're less likely to have state IDs. These type of people don't live in areas with easy access to DMVs or other places where they can get identification. Do you think that's harder for black people to go online? Well, IDs? I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how, of like, how it works. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody, who, any black person who doesn't carry ID? No. Do you have ID? Yes. Because I have my ID and my friends have their ID, so like, we know what we need to carry around. Everybody that I know have ID. Like, that's one of the things you need to walk around with New York with. I heard a lot also that uh, black people can't figure out how to get to the DMV. Really? Is that, is that, what does that say to you? I know it's that, on 25th Street. Do you know where the ID, the, the DMV is right here? It's on 125th Street and 3rd Avenue. I, I don't know what to do. Cry. Laugh at these idiots. I don't, I don't know what to do. You hear these? These, these are liberals. Gee, what was some of them? They live in they. Well, by the way, it's the they. Always the they. As if they're a class of subhumans, right? They. Yeah, these kind of people, right? Gee, point out, but these kind, Joe, these kind of people. <laughs> Sounds kind of racist to me. The, what do you mean these kind of people? Black people? What do you mean these kind of people? Here are woke, air quotes, woke white liberals. Again, two rules. You have to treat Americans like idiots, especially if they're minorities. 
and you have to be a racist. That's the hallmark of being a liberal and a quick way to destroy America. These types of people can't figure out how to get an ID. They don't live in neighborhoods where there's a DMV around. And then the other uh, woman saying what? That they don't know where the DMV is. They, they, the... Don't take my word for it. Just listen to them. Again, that's three or four years old. Sadly, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Listening to liberals themselves talk about some of the most grotesque things under the guise of being enlightened and woke. <sighs> Disappointing, folks. All right, before I get to rule number six, I, I just want a, a quick uh, programming note. My friend Sebastian Gorka has been targeted by YouTube. They are trying to take his channel down. One of many conservatives under constant attack by YouTube. Go check him out on Rumble. His videos are up at Rumble. You can check them out there. I, you know I'm an investor in Rumble, but I, you know, I, I'm bringing it up because Sebastian's a friend and I feel like what they're doing to him is disgusting. So just a side note, please check that out. Uh, really, Rumble will put him on the homepage today to make sure we support free speech and the right for people like Sebastian Gorka to speak without being discriminated against by hack garbage companies like YouTube. And I love it that I'm on YouTube right now calling YouTube hack fascist. That's what you are. So to the screeners who listen to my show on YouTube, again, I think you're morons, you're imbeciles, you're fascist, fascist socialists, and you are rapidly again contributing to the disintegration of the United States. How does that make you feel on your platform that I just said that? Delete me. I don't even care anymore. Your platform's garbage. All right, getting back to the rules here, because this is in one of the more important pieces I've read in a long time. And I encourage you to read the whole piece. There are 10 rules. Again, I'm only going to get, I can only get to seven of them. You can read the whole piece, bongino.com slash newsletter. Here's rule number six, liberals. Hypocrisy's passe. Virtue signaling's alive. Climate change activists fly on private jets. Social justice warriors live in gated communities. Multi-billionaire elitists pose as victims of sexism, racism, and homophobia. The elite need these exemptions to help the helpless. It's what you say to lesser others about how to live, not how you yourself actually live that matters. Now, the examples of this are everywhere. We did a whole show on it last week that did terrific numbers where we talked about how liberals talk about taxes and paying higher taxes, but never actually pay more themselves. Oh, that's coming up soon too. And then how not only do liberals not pay voluntarily higher taxes, although they tell you paying higher taxes is such a great thing. Not only do they not pay higher taxes, they do everything they can to avoid paying taxes on things at all. We showed you a whole bunch of articles. Oh, was it Joy Reid, Al Sharpton, MSNBC host, John Kerry, all of them somehow involved in tax issues and all kinds of other stuff. Hypocrisy's everywhere on the left. And again, this kind of ties back to rule number, what was it, two, about how the laws don't apply to them. But this is more, not so much formal laws that don't apply to them. This is more guiding ideology. Their ideology doesn't apply to them either. Again, they'll change their opinion on a law based on who's in office, meaning the law doesn't matter to them. But this is about how their ideology changes too when they lick their finger and put it up in the wind to see where the winds are blowing. What do I mean by that? Saw this gem this weekend. Perfect timing. Talking about hypocrisy. Here's New York Post, the New York Post article by Isabel Vincent. The Marxist BLM leader 
buys a $1.4 million home in ritzy LA enclave. You remember Patrice Cullors? She's made a couple of really stellar appearances on the Dan Bongino show here. Patrice Cullors is the one of the founders of BLM, Black Lives Matter. Remember the video we played multiple times about her talking about her skills being a Marxist organizer? We've only played it about 10 or 15 times. She's a Marxist organizer who just bought a $1.4 million home, you know, from each according to his abilities to each according to their needs. But, you know, liberals always say to us, like 60 Minutes guy in my interview about firearms, you don't need a firearm. Liberals are always telling us what, what, what we need. Patrice Cullors is a Marxist. Does she really need a $1.4 million mansion? Dan, you probably live in a nice house. Yes, I'm a capitalist, but everybody should have a nice house. There's no hypocrisy here. I love my house. Everybody should be rich. All of you, everyone. But that's not what Patrice Cullors says. Patrice Cullors is a Marxist. Marxism is the whole idea of an egalitarian leveling mechanism via government where everybody has the same thing from each according to their abilities to each according to their needs. That Patrice Cullors, Joe, she must have a lot of abilities. $1.4 million mansion out there in LA. Woo, talented, talented. Unbelievable ability. She must need a lot. $1.4 million mansion. Of course, they're frauds. Just like John Kerry flying around the globe in his private jet. I've got a couple more examples of this too. The fraudulent hypocrisy of the scam left. Let me get to my last sponsor. I'm going to go through this because it really is an example of how only suckers are liberals. You're not hearing conversations at dinner. By the way, I got a question this weekend on my uh, Facebook messages about this MD hearing aid. That's the answer to the question. Why? They said, Dan, those hearing aids, what's the name of the company? MD Hearing Aid. They're an FDA-registered digital hearing aid company that costs a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. The average price of a hearing aid in America is over $2,400 a pair. But their Volt Plus model is just $299 each when you buy a pair. That's nearly 90% less. Crazy, right? That's unbelievable savings. MD Hearing Aid was founded by an ENT surgeon who saw how many of, the, of his patients uh, needed hearing aids but couldn't afford them. He made it his decision to develop a quality hearing aid that anyone can afford. Their sleek design fits so well, no one will even know you're wearing it. It's rechargeable with battery life that lasts up to 30 hours. If you forget to take your hearing aids off in the shower, no problem. The Volt Plus is waterproof and up to three feet of water. You don't even need a prescription or a doctor's appointment. You buy it directly from them with audiologists and licensed hearing specialists available seven days a week. Since about 95% of people who need a hearing aid only require a few uh, settings, MD Hearing Aid simplified the need for certain components not needed by most people. MD Hearing Aid has brought affordable hearing to over 600,000 satisfied customers. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, and they offer a 45-day risk-free trial with 100% money-back guarantee, so you can buy with confidence. Reclaim your life from hearing loss. Go today to mdhearingaid.com. Use promo, we hold up promo codes, promo code Bongino to get their buy one, get one, $299.99 each offer. Plus, they're adding a free extra charging case, $100 value, just for listeners of the Dan Bongino Show. Head to mdhearingaid.com, use promo code Bongino, or you can even call them at 1-800-734-9524. That's 1-800-734-9524. Go today. Thanks, MD Hearing Aid. So you know the hypocrisy of 
corporate America is everywhere. The hypocrisy of the left is everywhere. Delta requires an ID to fly, according to FAA rules, but they're against voter ID to vote. Coca-Cola, you need an ID to get in their shareholder meeting, but an ID to vote in Georgia, we're not for that. Major League Baseball and the NBA, no problem doing business with China. They're only torturing and imprisoning political prisoners and you can't vote at all. But don't worry, that's not against our values. Georgia is. Tax problems on the left with liberals swearing taxes are such a wonderful thing for society. But when you ask them to pay more, it's really weird. Voluntarily, they don't do it. Now, I hunted around a little bit this morning to prove my point about how fake and fraudulent liberals are. When it comes to a number of things, we saw the BLM leader. But what about this article in the Orange County Register by DeRoy Murdoch, who is a friend? DeRoy Murdoch. This is an older article, but it's definitely worth your time. Let's let rich liberals pay more taxes. Yes, DeRoy. Exactly. Liberals think higher taxes are so wonderful. Why don't you pay more yourself? So let's look at the numbers of what liberals do actually pay in voluntarily higher taxes. So you figure out, let's do the math. So liberals in America, we probably have, let's low end it so we're not exaggerating. Let's say there are roughly 25, 30 million liberals in America. Candidly, there are probably more, but let's just for the sake of, of not exaggerating, let's say it's 25 million. So if 25 million liberals in America decided to pay $1 extra in taxes voluntarily, they would raise, this is complicated math for the left, but that would be about $25 million. But of course, none actually do that. None, not even a dollar. Well, how do we know that? Well, DeRoy went back and, you know, this is figures from 2010, but they're still pretty accurate today. He says, quote, while he's talking about leftists, millionaires and billionaires, they talk about their desire for higher taxes. Virtually uh, none bothers to pay extra. Here's a pretty staggering number. In fiscal year 2010, this gift fund received a whopping, get ready for it, folks, what, trillion dollars, $10 billion, $50 million, and liberals paying voluntarily higher taxes. You'd be wrong. That number would be $1.527 million. That's enough. This is in 2010, by the way, to fuel the federal Leviathan for literally 13 seconds. That's probably one second now. You're telling me all the liberals in America that are lecturing us about how wonderful the benefits for society of higher taxes are. Back in 2010, when DeRoy wrote this article, the numbers are pretty consistent now, by the way, could only manage to muster $1.5 million in voluntarily high payments. That sounds like they're a bunch of big frauds to me because they are. But again, if you were looking to destroy America, Rule number six, you'd have to be hypocrites to do it because you want to live the high life like the BLM leader in your $1.4 million home while you're preaching Marxism to everyone else. Here's a quick video of some more hypocrisy on the left. It's everywhere. It's so easy to find. Here's Joe Biden, who now wants to scrap the filibuster. They're moving to scrap the filibuster so they can pass this rapid destruction forest fire of America through their liberal agenda and not have pesky things like the Senate to get in the way. Here's Joe Biden, who his team is now hinting that they're for scrapping of the filibuster. Here's Joe Biden back in the day talking about how scrapping the filibuster would be such a terrible idea. Check this out. This is what really is going on here. The majority doesn't want to hear what others have to say, even if it's the truth. Senator Moynihan, my good friend who I served with for years, said, you're entitled to your own opinion, but not your own facts. 
The nuclear op option abandons America's sense of fair play. It's the one thing this country stands for, not tilting the player and field inside, on the side of those who control and own the field. I say to my friends on the Republican side, you may own the field right now, but you won't own it forever. And I pray God when the Democrats take back control, we don't make the kind of naked power grab you are doing. But I'm afraid you will teach my new colleagues the wrong lesson. Naked power grab. They, by the way, Joe Biden talked about anything naked. That is no good. No bueno, Joe. You may want to reevaluate your words there, given that history, you know. But I mean, I know. Naked power grab. But now that Joe Biden and his team are in charge, it's no longer a naked power grab. This is a, an effort to get rid of the Jim Crow filibuster, which they're now claiming is racist, going back to, again, what was it, rule number four, everything's racist all the time, despite the fact that Joe Biden supported a policy he now calls racist. In a video I just showed you. I had to skip ahead here, so here's rule number nine, VDH's piece, but an important one. Ignorance is preferable to knowledge. Neither statue toppling nor name changing nor the 1619 project require any evidence or historical knowledge. Heroes of the past were simple constructs. Undergraduate, graduate, and professional degrees reflect credentials, not actual knowledge. The brand, not what it created, and not what created it, is all that matters. Now, this kind of sums up the entire body of VDH's piece how leftists and liberals bathe in a pool of ignorance every day. I showed you the article before from the Manhattan Institute where they don't actually know anything, claiming absurdities like more black men are killed by police than in traffic accidents when the numbers aren't even close because you're liberal. It's nothing to do with you being black. You're it has everything to do with you being liberal. Black Trump supporters get the question largely right. Racism is obviously ignorant by its nature. It's a tautological statement judging people not by what they do or their character, but by the melanin levels in their skin. You're just bathing in stupidity there. But liberals love stupidity. They need stupidity because anytime people think things through and start to process what liberals are actually saying, they realize the absurdity of it. Proving that ignorance is preferable to knowledge. Here's another piece I saw at the Post Millennial by Libby Emmons. MSNBC host Chris Hayes is totally confused by the revelation that the Hunter Biden laptop story is real. Story, if you were a conservative, a Trump supporter, a Republican, or even a sane Democrat, you knew it was real a long time ago. But MSNBC host Chris Hayes, whose literal job is to tell you stuff to know, is confused. He put out on Twitter, he said, did, it, did we ever find out the actual deal behind the Hunter Biden laptop? Did we ever find? Yeah, we found it out months ago before the election. You're just learning this now, but why are you just learning this now? You're just learning this now because you're a liberal and ignorance is always preferable to actual knowledge. Learning about other people, learning facts and data, because in order for you to push a tyrannical government-first agenda, you need the population you're pushing it on to be stupid. And sadly, liberals always comply. And by liberals, I mean the media too. Because they are liberals. 
and they pride themselves on their stupidity. I know a lot of you are saying, Dan, this show's really harsh today on them. It is. You're darn right it is. They deserve it. Every single second of it. You doubt me about the ignorance of the media and how they bathe in it? You know, we shut down the entire American economy at one point because of a pandemic with no evidence a shutdown lockdown was actually going to work. We've also pushed endless mask mandates um, with very little evidence that they're leading to a decrease in cases of coronavirus either. Instead of letting people figure this stuff out on their own, like grown adults who can look up data on their own. Here's a short clip of the Today Show proving again rule number uh, rule number nine, but screenshot number seven here, that ignorance is preferable to knowledge. Here's the first 27 seconds of a segment because the rest, they try to figure it out. They can't, they just can't figure out the Today Show. They're stunned that states that dump their lockdowns and scrap their mask mandates have seen plunging cases of coronavirus Why states that are still thoroughly locked down, mask mandates and everything, are seeing a rise in cases. They just can't figure it out. Check this out. Call it a COVID conundrum in states with the strictest measures in the country, like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and much of New England, cases are on the rise. While in the South, states like Arkansas and Texas that have reopened businesses and ripped away mask mandates are seeing their numbers drop. I'm announcing today that uh, the statewide mask mandate will be lifted. People and businesses don't need the state telling them how to operate. That segment goes on for another two plus minutes. It's about 27 seconds of journalism and then explaining it away afterwards. They have a whole bunch of theories. Maybe it's a testing problem. Maybe, maybe just accept the fact that your entire theory about this thing may not have the evidence. I'm not saying it's wrong. Your theory that you may, you may you may be upset at me for this, but I don't like to jump to conclusions on anything. I don't know when we ultimately when this is all done and finished, we're going to have to take a body of data and analyze it objectively, not like liberals, and find out was there damage? Not obviously there was economic damage, but was there real damage done with these lockdowns based on transmissions of the virus too? Did they actually contribute to the spread of the virus? Or did they not? And it's going to take sober, fact-oriented, data-oriented people, conservatives, to figure it out. Because liberals and their media people, they're just trying to explain it away why they made one of the most disastrous decisions in American history and have no evidence to back it up that lockdowns actually worked. Maybe forcing people indoors with other people who were infected and not letting them leave their house in many cases, maybe that was a really bad idea. I'll rely on the data when it comes out over time to figure that out. Unlike leftists in the media who jump to conclusions and are now stunned, stunned that their entire worldview was based on ignorance. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. A, two, a couple favors, if you don't mind, I, I really appreciate your support of the show and the soon, soon to be launched terrestrial radio show again, May 24th. We will be launching the first episode, 12 uh, noon Eastern time to 3 p.m. every day across the country, the Dan Bongino radio show. It's not going to affect the podcast at all. Don't worry about that. Please call, email, tweet, parlor, Facebook, your local stations, ask them if they're going to run the show. We have affiliates jumping on left and right. But if you want to hear the show, make your voice heard. It means a lot to me. And please subscribe to my video show, rumble.com slash Bongino. Really appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.